blessings. This is Pastor Larry Inclan with Living 412. We want to welcome you on this beautiful Monday afternoon slash evening. We are thankful to God first and foremost for giving us this beautiful sunny day, a nice family day that uh, you could spend. Uh, it's kind of like an unofficial closing of summer, uh, but hopefully we have a few more days of, of good weather and good sun. So today we have my wife, Sarita Inclan, joining us. Hey, guys. God bless you. And we have our brother, Daquan Dennis. Hello, hello. All right. And we want to get right into it. I'm a little bit excited about these uh, a few scriptures that we're going to be reading or taking into, a, uh, into account. And uh, I believe it's very timely. It's needed. I, I pray that it soothes your, your soul and your mind and uh, it convicts you to do something. Uh, everything that we do, we do it with the intent of following it up with some action. We want to be doers of the word. So we will take a look at Psalms 34. And uh, Psalms 34 is very interesting to me. But there's a little bit of a backstory to it, to it before we get into the specific verses. So... If you look, depending on the type of Bible that you have or version, it says that uh, David was pretending to be insane before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he left. So for you to understand what's going on in this specific psalm, you have to go back to the book of 1 Samuel in chapter 21. And basically, David is at the city of Gath, and he is pretending to be insane. He is pretending to be a madman, pretending to be crazy. Hmm. Now, mind you, he is uh, fleeing. He's running away. He's in fear. He's uh, fearing for his life. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what to do but flee, and part of that fleeing leads him to pretend that he's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it says in the book of first Samuel uh, chapter 21, if you scroll down to like the verses 10 through 15, uh, I believe it is. It tells you the story that basically the people recognized him. He's fleeing, but they recognize him and they say, isn't this David king of the land? Isn't he the one they say that he sings and he dances, and they start describing him. Mm -hmm. um, Saul has slayed his thousands, but David has slayed ten thousands. So they're calling him out. Mm -hmm. So David took these words to heart, and he was afraid of the king. So that's when he started flipping. <laughs> He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend like." These guys don't want any of this or either that or they're not going to be near me. And I remember seeing kids back in the days when they're, uh, you know, back in like high school and whatever, when they're getting picked on or they're about to get into a fight, they go wild. Yeah. They're like, what? You want some of this? What? What? And he could be four foot tall, but he's pretending that he's big. He's pretending like he's insane. He's pretending like he's going to go wild. Right. Yes. And that's that's what I'm picturing. So I was I was sitting you know, in my living room reading this and I start laughing and my wife's like, what are you laughing at? And it's scripture. You know, I'm reading this and I'm pretending David just pre acting like a madman in front of these people. Mm -hmm. It says 
that he and and I still laugh that he his he was marking the the doors of the gate and he was letting saliva run down his beard mm-hmm. so he, this man's acting like a fool yeah. like like a ravaged dog like I'm just trying to picture it and it's just funny in my mind the way I'm picturing it mm-hmm. so I've never felt so much closer to David than now. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, oh, why? Because I said foot, foot, four I mean, foot. I mean, I'm trying no, to drool just, so much, but I get it. No, not because of his height, but just because oh. of the craziness. I've had life. I've had moments like that in my life where I've acted a fool. I've acted crazy. Right? Straight up crazy. I know. You told me the stories. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And, and, and it seems like sometimes no matter how big or small we get, it, it becomes like a defense mechanism. Yeah. It does. Right? It really like does. Like you want to pretend you're something that you're not. Yeah. Oh, oh man. That that's, that's that that, that could take us easily to another subject. That's wild. But that's the moment that he's having in yes. Psalms 34. So I wanted to tell you this backstory because unless you understand that backstory, it's hard to really comprehend where Psalm 34 takes place. And to be honest, it's interesting because literally that's what everybody does. That's what we all do. We all, according to our circumstances, according to what's happening all around us, our environment or whatever we're, whatever we, we're um, experiencing or encountering, we will literally f- fake the funk. Like we'll yeah. act crazy in that moment. We'll do something that's, that's against our what the word of God tells us how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to feel. We act totally against it. And so, and because of the fact that we think that that's the way we're supposed to act, we think this is how I have to act because if not, this person's going to take advantage or this situation is going to go sour or, you know. We put up that wall or that front. We always find a reason to act totally against what we're supposed to do. So get this. So in in Psalm 34, Mm -hmm. this is now taking place in a cave. Yep. So he's running away, fearing for his life. He's hiding in a cave. So he went into a dark place. Yep. (laughs) He's going into a place where he feels he's going to be safe, where he feels no one's going to find him. No one's going to see him. So he's seeking refuge in this dark place. Yes. And I can relate to that because there's been times in my life where I've been hurt or I've been scared or I've gone through situations and I hide myself in a dark place instead of relying on the light. Yeah. And it's like you're saying, it, everyone's reaction is going to be different Absolutely. according to their situation. Yes. So I could relate being in, in that cave, being in, in that dark place where you think that you're safe. This is like your stronghold. This is where, um, I'm going to hide out. And not to mention, there's a lot of cases in which you feel as though, or I'm speaking from personal experience where you feel like you have to meet or live up to other people's expectation Mm -hmm. of, well, this person's stronger than that, or this person isn't supposed to behave like this or this person. But there's a lot of cases in which you go through something and behaving in the way that you wouldn't expect is the only option or seems like the only option for you at the moment. So there's a lot of cases where sometimes I just feel like, man, like, you know, it's the double disappointment where it's like you disappoint yourself and you also disappoint people who have those expectations on you. But 
Mm. It's a learning process, though. Mm-hmm. Like for him, for David, it was a learning process. But what surprised me is that although his physical body was telling him, let me hide out and save my life because I'm a wanted man or because I'm being persecuted or because I've done wrong or because I've lied or because I've cheated or because of whatever situation he might have been thinking at that precise moment. His thought Hmm. from his physical body was totally opposite of what his spirit was saying. Mm -hmm. So in his heart, he wanted to praise. In his heart, he didn't want to disconnect from God. And that's where this psalm comes into place. Um, It says that I will extol, 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 sorry, I will extol the Lord at all times. I will praise, oh no, his praise I will always, will always be on my lips. I don't know why I'm having a hard time getting these, these words out right now. I think <laughs> I'm just excited. All right. It says that I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So now why is he saying together? Because wait a minute, he's in a hiding place. He's in a cave. But if we really start digging into it, that cave that he went to, he wasn't the only one. He went into a cave uh, in Adullam, and that's where many desperate men had joined him. Mm. So he wasn't alone. So now he turned his fear, his willingness to hide out, into now exalting other people to praise the Lord. And he's saying, praise with me. Let's grow. Let's glorify the Lord together. So in his psalm, he it seems that. It's written from a place of pain, but at the same time, a place of joy. So it was a battle between him and the flesh. His flesh was telling him to do one thing, but his spirit was saying, don't let go of God. Let's let's exalt God. Let's glorify God. And at that point, he has to make a decision. And especially now he's in front of other people that seem as desperate as he was. So isn't it crazy that sometimes when you, you feel that you are the weaker vessel or you feel like you don't have what it takes, somehow you have the words to express, to give to someone else in need. Or you don't have your life together, but yet you're able to minister to somebody else and they receive it with such a blessing that they break down and cry in front of you. Like, that's David. Like, my life is a mess, but I still have something for you, and I still have something for to give to God. Yeah. That's nuts. To me, that's incredible. That goes to show you that the condition of your heart is always going to be better or greater yep. than some of the actions that we do. Our actions don't determine who we are. Those are only moments in your life, mistakes that you have made. Or a U-turn that happened. It doesn't define you. There's still ways for you to get back on track. And it starts with what he did. Let me exalt him. Let me praise him. Man. And it's funny because I looked up the definition for extol when you had told me, you know, the verse that we were going to read. And the definition is... Praise enthusiastically. 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 And I remember telling you, like, that's a really 
hard thing to do when you're in a dark place or when you're in a confusing place or when you're in a scared place or whatever negative position you may be placed in or be facing that's a very difficult task to do to praise enthusiastically like i was telling you praise is always positive you'll never hear like a neg like there's no such thing as a negative praise in other words praise is a positive thing so the words that are coming out of your mouth are positive or your gesture is positive <laughs> your expression is positive when you hear this word extol and this is him saying i'm in a dark place i'm being persecuted somebody wants to kill me i'm act i just finished acting a fool being crazy <laughs> you know uh, and many people are judging me now and looking down on me like this is a crazy fool what's wrong with him and even that's an that's an even even more difficult place to be when you feel as though no one understands you no one's gonna understand me now no one no one's gonna hear me no one's gonna hear what i have to say now because i just acted crazy i just acted a fool and Meanwhile, he's like, regardless of that, I'm going to praise enthusiastically. <laughs> and he does it. If you look throughout the the chapter, he, the whole thing is him just lifting up praise onto God. You know, speaking to the people so highly of God and and giving testimony of what God has done in his life. And. And to me, it's just, it sort of reminds me of what I went through. And it's funny, I told you I have a little testimony, but it was yesterday, it was just yesterday. Because we were sitting in, in, in having um, breakfast, and when we were talking with our girls, um, and I had sat with them and given them, uh, I was trying to give them some advice, and they were receiving the advice but at the same time you could see it in their faces how they felt a little uncomfortable and uh, uh, this was a, a few days ago so then yesterday when we were sitting at breakfast I decided to go back to it just because I wanted to talk about it and understand what was happening and thankfully like they took a moment to be honest and open with us and say, you know, well, because a lot of times when you are giving us advice or when you're talking to us, you say things that maybe you don't mean, but it just sounds as though you're you're sort of comparing us to everybody else in this world, you know, and putting us in a in a position as if we're like just just by the words that you're using you're putting us in a position as if you're disappointed in us or you know or or as it's just in other words your words come out hurtful and and they they were like and I know you don't mean it but it's just that that's the way it comes out sometimes and I was like you know wow that's that's huge and and I and I want to apologize I'm sorry about that you know now, normally, 
I would automatically take that and, you know, we ap- I apologized and we and we were able to, you know, us as parents were able to express with them and they also were able to express with us and everything was peace, peaceful afterwards. But the most interesting thing of it all is normally I would become this negative like I would become I would be dark I would go to my dark place right away and I could hear myself in my mind saying you're a bad mother you're a terrible um, parent leave it all up to Larry let him let him be the parent and you just stay quiet don't talk anymore from now on just just let him do all the talking let him do all the disciplining and you just don't do it you know and I, it would it would take me to this really negative place. And I remember when we were when I was driving on my way to Target to pick something up that we had forgotten. I started talking to God, and I started literally feeling that and saying that out loud to God. I was saying, you know, God, and this, this, and that, and that. But normally I wouldn't do that. I would just leave it in my mind. And then all of a sudden quite literally I could feel how God just turned my thinking and turned my feelings he quickly turned it around and he was like if you just continue to focus on my word my word will give you the ability to be a great mother to speak correctly, to behave correctly, and just all that. Like, he was just giving me so much encouragement in that little quick moment that I had in the car. And it was amazing. And I just felt so, like, I felt like God just lifted my spirits, spoke life into me. And it was just incredible. And it was all because I gave him that moment. So instead of doing what I used to do, which was hiding in my thoughts, hiding in my emotions and just keeping them and not giving them up to Christ, not lifting him up, not praising him because praise doesn't only have to be, you know, glory, hallelujah, but rather praise can also just be a recognition, a form of recognition that he's there, recognizing that God is there and that he quite literally can hear me. And it's not a matter of just talking to the air but that he's listening to me and not only is he listening to me but praise is recognizing he can respond he's going to respond he's going to give me an answer that I'm not just talking to him just to talk but rather he's where I'm I'm speaking with intent of hearing and listening that was that moment that I had yesterday and it was just so reaffirming well, first thing, I was wondering what took you so long to get back to the house. So thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you think that uh, it's uh, a personal thing or do you think it's an attack thing? The the, the sea of neg- negative thoughts? Because I was thinking as you were, as you were talking, because I had a very similar situation that switched almost instantly where um, I had a case where I saw something and it took me immediately back to my trouble last year mm-hmm. and logically it's like I know I'm not in that place anymore I know I'm not I know I'm in a much better place so I guess the question is like, do you think it's more or less 
us like ignoring, like pushing stuff down and like ignoring it, or is it like an enemy attack sort of thing? Because it like I said, like logically, like I like I know, like even you, you know that you're not this horrible mother, that you're not this horrible person, that you're not the same person that you were even a week ago. But it was it was something mm-hmm. that was trying to keep you into in, in that in that dark space. Yeah, and I think it's like what Pastor said before. He said it's a condition of your heart and it's also a condition of your mind, if I have if I can add to that. And it's because of the fact, I mean, I remember, I know the word of God says it, you know, set your mind on things above. And that's not just because you have to think about godly things and think about the word of God, but rather the condition of your mind. You have to condition your mind. You have to condition your mind to do that. See, you don't just set an alarm on your phone and re and and say i'm gonna read the bible today and that's it that's not conditioning your mind that's just simply taking out time to do something but when you condition your mind you are being intentional about what you're reading and you're conditioning your mind to think that way according to what you read you're conditioning your heart to feel according to what you read And when you condition your mind and your heart to do those things, now you no longer, whenever negative thoughts come in, whenever negative situations occur in your life, you're no longer going to take those negative thoughts or those things that just happened and make a home for them inside of you. But rather what you're doing is you're going to speak to God intentionally about what you're experiencing or what you're thinking or what you're feeling. And like I said, waiting for that response from him. And believe me, when you speak to him out loud and you make him aware that you, I know you're here, God, and I know you're present. When you make him a part of your conversation your thinking, your everything, he is going to show up and answer you right away. He's not going to leave you there in limbo uh, wondering, how do I get rid of this feeling? How do I get rid of this thought? But it's us, if we, I guess for lack of a better word, if we stay meditating on the negative thought, if we stay fixed on what just happened to me or what I'm I'm thinking, if we stay stuck in that, then we're not giving it to him. And the enemy absolutely can and will take advantage of that and make it more than what it should have been in that moment. Mm. And absolutely he will torment you with those thoughts, torment you with those feelings because of the fact that you stood there fixed in it you know you guys uh mentioned those two things and it brings to me one of my favorite verses Mm -hmm. um in second corinthians 10 verse 4 it says that the weapons of our warfare the weapons of our warfare Mm -hmm. so I, i i'll continue it but you have to understand how important it is that you have a weapon 
for this warfare called life, where it's constant attacks and battles. It is, it is not against the flesh. All right? The weapons of our warfare. I want you to understand that it takes a lot more than just your physical body. It has to do with the spirit. It has to do with divine power. It has to do with your connection with the Lord. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal or not of the flesh, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds. Or in another version, it says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. There's so many verses and they say it all differently, but basically the weapons that we fight with are not physical. They have divine power. It's, it's between you and God having that divine power to say, this thought, I need to hold it captive and remove it from my life. Yeah, make it subject to God, yeah. Yeah, just give it to God. And a lot, of, a lot of people say, how do you do that? Anytime it comes to your mind, this is where that psalm saves you. Correct. Because now you say, devil, you a liar. I am not that same person. I will exalt the Lord. I am not going to be defeated yes. by my fears, by my past year, by my situation, by my trial. I'm going to exalt the Lord at all time, and my praise will be on my lips. Um, I will glorify him. And then the awesome part is that he didn't only do it himself. He was pushing others to start praising with him. So in his moment of weakness, he said, not only am I going to praise, we're going to praise. It goes back to community. Hey, I'm going through something. Can you pray with me? Can yes. you worship with me? Can you dance with me? Can you sing with me? We don't have good voices, but let's sing together anyways. Let's yes. make a horrible sounding melody in front of whoever <laughs> it is. But to God, it sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. Let's sing it. And that's where he's do. That's his example saying, you know what? We're all in this cave together. We're all struggling. We're all hiding from something. Yes. Chapter 34, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He yeah. delivered me from all of my fears. Yeah. And then he, you know what he says? He continues on 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who seeks refuge in him. That's so right. he's like, wait a minute. We're hiding out in this cave. We need to hide out in him. That's right. Forget about this cave. Let's re seek refuge in the one who can cast out all fears, cast out all doubt, remove any thought from your mind let's just exalt him let's see what happens if we just praise out loud not just quietly in my mind like like my wife just said in the car lord you might look crazy to other people that are passing by That's but right. start shouting it out lord i know i am healed i know my mind is not the same that it was a year ago right. i am i'm i'm fresh i am healed i am renewed i feel i might feel weak right now but i know you can make me strong That's i right. might feel scared but I know you can take away any fear. I might feel like I'm in a cave. And the good thing about the cave, there's double meaning. Mm -hmm. A cave is similar to a stronghold. A stronghold has a dual purpose. Yeah. A purpose of protection. You know, you hide out. But it's also a point of attack. In military terms, if you go into the wrong area of town in the middle of a war and there's military personnel hiding out in that camp gets what's what's going to happen you're going to get attacked Ambush. so 
it is believed that a lot of times these strongholds, fortresses, or caves were close to a hill. Because who's going to look for somebody hiding out on a cliff in a cave? Right? That's the last place they're going to look. Yeah. But isn't that how our life is? That you're on a hill and it could go either way. It could either go south or you can be saved. Yeah. And that's where... That's where David is just leading not only himself but others. He continues by saying that the lions may grow weak and hungry because even the lions, the, one of the strongest beasts in the jungle, yep. the lions may grow weak and hungry. You never see them being weak. Mm -hmm. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. I'll leave you guys with that. Those who seek the Lord. Yes. Lack no good thing. Everything will be added on to you. Just focus on the Lord. Forget about what's making you lose uh, sleep, what's giving you anxiety, the fear of kids going back to school, mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine. Give it all to God. And I had to say that because there's so much uh, worry and division and anxiety and stress over something as little as, as uh, you know, what am I going to do today? A simple question like that. And everybody has their own situations. Everybody has their own trials. But give it to God. Exalt him at all times. Give him all the praise. Give him all the glory. Rejoice in him. And let the aff afflicted hear and rejoice. If you're going through something today, know that you're not alone. We're praying for you. If you want to reach us, you can uh, send us a message on our Facebook page, either at Home Church. Uh, Vineland or at Inclan Ministries. Just look us up on Facebook and we'll gladly reach out to you. You could also send us an email at inclanministries06 at gmail.com. We want to thank you for listening to Living 412. Thank you for Brother Daquan Dennis. Thank you for my wife. Um, also, both of them for sharing their uh, brief testimonies. We just do this to hopefully give you... Um, a little bit of hope to let yes. you know that there's nothing that you're too deep into nope. that God can't help you out of. Nothing. There's no cave that's dark enough. No mountain. It sounds like a song. No mountain high enough. No valley low enough. God <laughs> got it. Don't worry. He will see you through. Just exalt him at all times. That's Keep right. your praise on your lips and glorify God. Thank you. This has been Living for 12. Have a blessed one.